Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 71 of Zion's Finest. This is kind of a two-part episode in that what we're doing is we're doing a summary of Italian nationals. I have the winner on, Emmanuel Lusasano. I'm sorry, Emmanuel, if I butchered that. Remember, I'm a hick from Hoytsville, but he was the one who won Italian nationals. It was in Bologna, Italy. He won with a Vader Thrawn list. It's a very creative list. He's going to be talking about that. He beat Greg Monson, my dear brother, recently relocated from Paris to Switzerland, but he was able to make the train ride down to Italy in order to compete. Greg was running Spectre Cell. I'm actually going to have him on the next episode, which we'll be releasing hopefully at the same time as this one. So you are welcome to listen to them in any order. I'm going to give a similar spiel on that one. Uh, But it's awesome. Both players are incredible. It's really interesting to see and listen to them discuss like the Vader Spectre matchup. The general consensus on the Slack channel was that Vader was going to really struggle against Spectre Cell, and I I do not know how much that bears out. We're going to just have to see with additional testing. Emmanuel, however, beat three Spectre Cell lists on his way to the top. In addition, um, so what happened was we had Italian Nationals, and then either a week or two later, we had Polish Nationals. Polish Nationals was also won by a Vader list, also beating a Spectre Cell list in the final. So I have no idea. I mean, we've we've been a little bit what's the word, bullish on Spectre Cell and bearish on Vader in that matchup. But it looks like we're going to have to do a little bit of adjustment. We'll see. I mean, right now we've got um, upcoming nationals are going to be French nationals, Nordics, and Spanish nationals are going to be upcoming. I think Spanish nationals is really, really soon. So we're going to have to see how everything shakes out at those. It's going to be very interesting. I think the field is going to be a lot more diverse than we were expecting. Obviously, Spectre Cell is going to do very well. I think Spectre Cell was in four of the top eight lists at Polish Nationals. I don't know if there were any other Rebel lists that were in the top eight. We'll have to we'll have to do some checking. Um, for for today's episode, Emmanuel wrote an amazing write up on the FFG forums. I'm going to include a link to it in the show notes. I encourage everyone to read it just for additional detail, especially for new players or people who are looking to beat Spectre. He gives some great tips just in terms of like his thinking on strategy, but off. Also, obviously, he's going to talk about that in this episode. This episode runs a little long, um, but Emmanuel's got some really, really great insights on how to beat Spectre, like General Tempo, Vader, like how Vader needs to be played in the modern meta. So it's really, really awesome. Um, There's no news from FFG. We have got regionals are going to be coming up. Hopefully, they should be starting end of November, beginning of December. So last year, we got the news, I think, mid-November, and the first... The first regional for us was in Denver, and that was December 4th, I think it was. So the, the schedule, the turnaround was pretty tight. I, I assume we're going to see something similar this year, but everybody should just keep your radars up, and we can get those figured out in terms of where we're all going to be going for when regionals happen. The next thing is we are currently wrapping up Wave 1 of the Vassal League. So let me just give you a little bit of what's going on. So the Slack channel, one thing that we've been trying to do is get people more engaged on Vassal. It's hard because like a lot of us like me, I just don't have a ton of time for it in the evening. So we've tried to come up with some form of like more regimented way to get it done. So what we did was we started a league for Imperial Assault Vassal play. So what you do is it's on challenge. We've got, I think probably 30-ish, 35, 36 players in the wave one season. And you get an opponent every week. You have to get your game in. Like today I play Jake Peterson from the Twin Troopers podcast. Um, today, you, most of the time you have to get them done before Sunday evening. So we played, uh, we found a time that was mutually convenient for us. He's going to law school. So obviously he's got like zero time and I'm raising twins. So I also have zero time, but you're able to make it work. It is so awesome. It's a great way to get games in, especially if you're, you don't have like a thriving local meta, you're going to play against really, really great players and you'll be able to test out different lists. I've been working on kind of a different iteration of the box. It's so very, very awesome. So right now we're finishing wave one 
the uh, Vassal League. There's also a Wave 2 that has already started. And what that that's being run by Chris Emick, my dear brother, who he is running. It's a similar thing. Um, I don't know if there's any different rules with their particular setup, but that is also going. As soon as this uh, league wraps up, which should be in the next week or so, I'm pretty positive we're going to start a new league immediately. I don't know. We're trying to work this out with JK. JK is the one who's kind of running the show here. But everybody should join. If you are on the Slack channel and you are needing to get more games in as you're prepping for regionals, it is a great way to do it. If you're not on the Slack channel, join us by sending an email to zionsfinestia at gmail.com. And... We would love to get you in. It's a great, 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 great opportunity. Okay, with that, let's turn it over to episode 71 and let's listen to Emmanuel talk about how awesome he is with Vader. Hello, Emmanuel, and welcome to episode 71 of Zion's Finest. Hello there. I'm Emanuele Lucizano, and I'm the Italian national champion for this year. And, well, what to say? I'm 28, I'm Italian, I live in Bologna. And I play Imperial Assault for about one year and a half today. Uh, but during the first year, uh, or wait, maybe first, maybe the first half a year, I played a special league campaign before discovering okay. Skirmish. How much you loved it. Have you played other FFG games like X-Wing or Destiny or anything like that? No, I didn't. Okay, so you did just jump right into skirmish or jump right into Imperial Assault. Yeah, I started playing Imperial Assault, uh, and it was the first FFG uh, experience for me. Uh, Before that, I have played some other games, and at the moment, I play another game as well. Emmanuel, what factions, like traditionally, have you been an Empire player, like since you've really been getting getting with skirmish or like what would you like to play so um i've always played with empire and more specifically i always play with vader but that that is because i'm just a fanboy <laughs> yeah and I, I yeah i really like playing with vader and i've also played different games without vader especially with empire but I feel like I get the real fun and the most thematic uh, game with Vader. Yeah. So I play with him. Yeah, he's he's so awesome. And I'm glad that he is as good as he is. So if you've been playing for a year and a half, you must have started um, pretty, pretty like right before Heart of the Empire came out. Is that right? Yes, it's right. Okay. Although um, I wasn't in possess of every expansion oh. when I started Skimish. Okay. So... Actually, the first Kimish games I played were just with the retail box. Okay. And with, uh, I, maybe we had Hot and, and Twin Shadows. Okay. Maybe. That's all. Well, that, I am, I am glad you've been able to expand your collection to Heart of the Empire stuff because Man Alive, talk about giving the Empire the yeah, taste. Yeah. I've I've managed to complete the collection in something about two months. Oh man! And that's that's mainly thanks to my work, oh. which allowed me to to have the the batch to buy everything. Good, good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Awesome. Well, let's get started into your Italian nationals report. As you said, um, spoiler alert: you did really good. Um, but let's start with your list. What because. 
So you were running Vader, you're running Unshakable Vader. I thought you were going to be running like a standard Unshakable Vader, but you were not. So tell us about what your list was. So uh, let's start with the list itself, because I play uh, Vader with Thrawn, of course. I think Thrawn is a mandatory figure in every Empire list. Yeah. Then um, they were supported by uh, two, uh, two figures of the Elite Death Troopers. Okay. Uh, two copies of the regular officers, and to finish off, one copy of the regular riot troopers. Wow! And as for the as for the additions, I had of course Zilla Technique and Rubai Fear because I feel like they are mandatory as well. And to close off, uh, the two more cards were uh, extra armor and a shipment, of course. That's interesting. Why did you take extra armor as opposed to doubt? Uh, that's because I, uh, during the last two months and a half, I have prepared two different lists, one with doubt and one with extra armor, and I tested them uh, a lot. I played a lot of games, both with doubt and with extra armor, and I felt like uh, even against uh, the mercenary lists running, uh, uh, you know, they can have from two up to three focuses on figures on each round. Yeah. But even even so, I had a real bigger impact with extra armor on my key figures than without going off at the end of the round. And one more thing is that I sometimes I really did start to find lists uh, running only uh, one condition, so maybe one focus yeah. or one token on each round. And then they always spend it before the end of the round so that doubt cannot do anything. Yeah, and if you run into a list like Spectre Cell, unless they have extra armor, your doubt is going to do nothing. So Yeah, but I feel like extra armor against Spectre Cell is relatively stronger yeah. before uh, because, uh, well, they really have a lot of PS3. Yeah. So getting, getting the plus one from extra armor can be helpful, but only if you get a, def- a really high defensive Good weapon. point. Very good point. So with your extra armor tokens, um, do you put them on Vader? Do you put them on Thrawn? How do you, how do you distribute them? Uh, so I started by placing two of them to Vader, one on Thrawn and one of, uh, of, on one of the test troopers. But then... Uh, after realizing, uh, so after experiencing a new way to play, so my playstyle changed a lot uh, by playing games, of course. So after playing different games, I've real, I've come to the conclusion, and right now I play in this way as well, uh, so that I give them two on Vader and two on the Death Troopers. So one each yeah. get one token. Okay. Awesome. Very very cool. All right. Well then, let's uh, let's get started. Let how many how many rounds of Swiss were there? There were four Swiss rounds, and uh, the first two rounds of Swiss were actually mirror game. Oh, okay. so I have to say uh, we can summarize the nationals lists into four categories. Uh, two of them are basically rebel lists because the most played one was of course Spectrosal, and uh, there were one or two different lists, still Rebels, with Han. And one of those lists was, um, I have the pleasure to play against it on, during the semifinals. 
and it ran Han with us oh, as well. No boy. So uh, going to the other categorizers of lists, uh, there were, of course, there were mercenaries, uh, mostly with mm-hmm. IG-88. And one was different uh, with uh, the, let I call that the, the Victory Point Farm because it's based on Hondo, Sabine with Rebel Graffiti, yeah. on the Jawa. And then the last type was Imperialists and all of them ran Vader. Although I felt like I really thought there could be different lists. Yeah, that does kind of surprise me that everyone was running Vader knowing that they might be running into Spectre Cell. Because the it seemed it seemed like the yeah, consensus on the Slack was that Vader was gonna really struggle, you know, just because Spectre Cell, like you said, they've got so much peers. And so it just seemed like they could overwhelm him. And it surprises me that people took Vader into that. Mm, that's true. That's true. I, my, I myself had so many troubles fighting against Spectrasol. Yeah. And yeah, I was really, really surprised by that as well. I thought there might be really many more lists with the ATDP or Palpatine. Yeah. Mm, instead, no. Instead, everyone just ran Vader. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, yeah, every list ran Vader with some small differences. Yeah. Someone ran Tarot. Okay. Anyone, uh, another one ran the Dubux. Another one again ran Vader with Palpatine. Okay. But uh, unfortunately, uh, apart from my list, uh, no Imperial list came to the top eight. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, I guess that is kind of what I would have expected. So, okay. Well, with that being the case, let's, let's, um, actually, before we get started, I should say that you wrote an excellent write up on the FFG forums, which I'm going to post a link to in the show notes. But feel free, and, and people should refer to that. It's an awesome write up, gives great info. But let's get started into Swiss. Feel free to summarize each of the rounds however you want. And yeah, let's just, let's get through that and see how you did. Okay, so, uh, well, basically, the first round was pretty much normal. It was a mirror game against another Vader list. And I feel like the overall, the entire game played around uh, the second round of the game. Mm, I had no luck in the first round because I started with initiative. I didn't have to take initiative to, to steal it in the second round. And then I had. Uh, bad roll luck during my Vader's end-of-round action because at the end of the first round, both Vader's were adjacent. His Vader uh, managed to deal five damage to mine, Mm. while my Vader did no damage at all to his. Yeah, that was impressive. Let's say that. So starting starting with round two, his Vader moved first, he attacked and choked my Vader without killing him, but my Vader was really close to death. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, he wasn't running unshakable, so he had no parting blow combo, okay. while I had parting blow in my hand with dark energy, so I was able to actually attack him, choke him, uh, playing dark energy, and then using parting blow to his Vader, and that made maybe the game, because... I managed to hurt him for 13 damage out of nowhere. Mm. 
And that was massive because even though he wanted to finish off my Vader, and he did finish off my Vader with this second activation, uh, although he tried to hide his Vader, I was really free to kill him with my Dust Trooper yeah. uh, afterwards. So both Vaders were gone, but he had already used... Uh, I. I don't remember if he used two or three figures already to kill my Vader. So I had more figures to activate. So that was maybe the, the play yeah. of the game. Uh, because afterwards I was... Uh, I have been already able, while my Vader was dead, uh, I, was, I was already able to kill, to finish off his throne. So he was without him. And that made a big of a difference because my throne was uh, unarmed. He was able to uh, give tokens. He was able to attack his death trooper. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of his death, one, one of his death troopers was already injured by one of my death troopers. So throne has already been able to finish off one of his death troopers. Mm-hmm. And that are already six point uh, four points. Sorry, and then. Thanks to my riots going for objectives and thanks to my Death Troopers scoring points, uh, the game actually ended up in the third round. Um, and it was because I reached for 40 points okay. while it was, it was to 21, 22. So that was the case of the first game. Okay. The second game was another mirror game against another Vader list. Holy smokes. Which was... Yeah, that list was something different and it was interesting for some point of view because it ran, of course, it ran Vader and Throne. Uh, the most particular thing is that that list ran uh, the elite right troopers instead of the regular ones. Mm. And that is fascinating because I feel like the, the right troopers are doing really, really great in this expansion. Yeah. Uh, they only need to get better into a list, in my opinion, because seven points, if you run Vader and Throne, they are pretty um, pretty hurtful yeah. for your list. And they're so hard so to you, kill and so not yeah, worth you killing. Really, you really have to consider your points economy yeah. for your list. So, again, I started without... Uh, I started with Initiative. And during the game, uh, I have to say, I had taken initiative in my starting hand, mm-hmm. but I tossed it. Really? Because I felt like, yeah, uh, we played on uh, Uskru, and it was the, the droid mission. Okay. So I felt like, wait, this map is huge. Uh, so I'm already in the in the part of the map which gives gives me more place to hit my to hide my figures. Yep. So I felt like maybe playing passive and making him come to me was better than rushing him and take initiative. Yeah. So I decided to throw away take initiative mm-hmm. and during the first round none of my figures uh, had line of sight to none of his figures. Mm. So no attacks and no end of round for both Vaders. During the second round, 
uh, one of his death troopers realized to toss a grenade which dealt uh, two damage to my Vader and both my death troopers. But that was the first action he did to chase me out. So to do that, his death troopers really had to go out of position. So with the with the next two activations, I really took off his death trooper for four points and I killed with Vader one of his elite riots. So that was seven points out of nowhere, mm. basically, because he he just moved these figures to chase me out to chase me out. So that was a counter move. Mm. And during the second round, I actually pushed my figure away of his Vader because his Vader was in the left corner close to the uh, to the bottom terminal. And his throne was addition to his Vader. So I actually uh, wanted to uh, take his Vader and his throne off the combat phase for the entire mm-hmm. round. And I moved my figures to the right. Uh, during the uh, second and the round action, I managed to uh, force choke um, his Vader, of course, for to deal to start dealing some damage. Yeah. And then during the third round, the game was actually done because my opponent actually wanted to play really, really aggressive. He took a real risk because uh, to reach my in order to reach my Vader with the, with his. He actually played Price of Price of Glory to gain two movement points. He reached my Vader to attack him. Yeah. But he only did he only did two damage. Oh. If I well remember. Oof. Yeah, because I had Zillow, I had uh, my Block Power token, and I had uh, uh, Breeze for Impact. Yeah. So yeah, I was really able to defend myself. On the other half, on the edge, my Vader was ready to do, of course, his parting blow combo. So yeah. I responded again, once again, I responded by attacking, choking, playing dark energy into uh, into parting blow, and I did 14 damage to his Vader. Oh. Oh, and by yeah, and by uh, channeling this this overall damage output into the fact that his command deck was empty. At the end of the third round, with my end of round action with my Vader, I could just choke him to death, yeah. and this was basically this was basically game. Yeah. The game actually ended up on round four. Again, I reached the forty point, but he had only six points mm. on his off. Yeah, yeah, a risk that did not pay. No, definitely it didn't didn't pay at all. So as for the first two games, that was the case. Uh, the third game, the third Swiss, was the first different one. Let's say that because I actually encountered a Spectre Soulist. Okay. And I have to be honest, encountering Spectre Cell while playing Vader is always. Uh, stressful. Let's yeah. say it's stressful. <laughs> so I really wanted to to have luck on my side, if I have to be honest. I wanted luck on my side, but again, I didn't. I started again with initiative, and I tossed once again, take initiative from my starting hand. Uh, so 
basically what I wanted to do was basically position my figures because I really thought my opponent would play really aggressive by knowing, but yeah, by knowing that himself would be able to get initiative on round two. Yeah. So I really played passive. I didn't open any door and I hid my dust troopers with throne while Vader was in a safe position yeah. uh, during my last activations. But who wondered why? I don't know. My opponent didn't play aggressive. Mm. Instead, he did play really, really passive. Um, and most of all, his Ezra, instead of moving on with Kanan, he just used him uh, to go for objectives. So Ezra mm. was separated from his comrades. Mm. So, yeah, I I was really, really shocked <laughs> on seeing, upon seeing that. So I decided to actually take my risks in that game instead. And during my uh, last activation, it was Vader on, for, on the first round, I decided to actually go all in. So I took a double action to go two spaces away from his chopper. So I was actually in his baseline. And it did pay good for me doing that because with my underground action, I was able, I was really able to kill his chopper, to finish off his chopper. And it was it was really, really good for my officers because uh, on the first round, I left my terminal empty. I oh. only drew one card because I really didn't want to lose an activation. Sure. I wanted to have seven activations in order to uh, be able to have the last activation on the second round as well. Absolutely. But by killing Chopper, it was everything was really easier then. Uh, during the second round, he start, of course, he started by playing aggressive on, on my Vader, but since he didn't have Ezra nor Kanan was where close to him, he started by uh, going against me with his Hera and his Zeb. And of course, you're playing Spectre Cell, but Hera and Zeb are not really suited to do damage to Vader. No since they have no pierce. So what he could do was something about two or three damage in total. And my counterplay was brutal because I could really put some real injuries to Zeb. And on my other hand, I could just play with my Death Troopers and throw it to attack those figures who were actually going after Vader. Mm. So I really had the position advantage for doing the combat phase. And my opponent, of course, wanted to place his Kanan and his Ezra uh, against Vader from objectives. Yeah. And that left the map, the objectives from of the map were basically... Uh, free to take for me by then. So my riots could just easily take objectives while my death troopers and Thrawn could shoot at Zeb, Hera, and Kanan mostly. So at the end of the second round, my Vader was still alive. He had a lot of life. 
and I was I had the advantage of activations. I had points advantage. I was really really ahead. And during the third round, by having initiative, my Vader could could actually do clear the game yeah. because by killing Zab, I damaged uh, Kanan as well for a serious damage. Uh, during the third round, I actually did something funny because I had something like an advantage of 20 or more points. My opponent was really, really, he already had, he already had lost yeah. the game maybe because I don't, I don't recall now how much time was left on the game, but he could never gain so many points. So I really saw him interested in killing Vader. And so instead of placing my Vader into safe position, I just didn't play any card. I made him kill my Vader just to play Dying Lunge and kill her as well. Oh my gosh. But that, yeah, that was just that was just for fun, yeah. I have to say. And that was basically around three. Okay. Uh, during round four, it was another another spectral cellist mm. during round four. So again, I wanted to have luck on my side, but nothing happened. I started again with initiative. Um, the map was uh, the weapon map for attacking. Again, I, I really played passive during round one. And I tossed take initiative again from my starting hand. Holy smokes. Yeah, I, I just to say that I have never played take initiative in the entire tournament. Plus, I discarded take initiative from my starting hand in four games. Wow. Of the nationals. So, yeah, um, I'm really considering take initiative. Of course, I'm, not, I'm never going to take him out from the list because it can be really helpful. Yeah. But... I feel like with this expansion, maybe uh, with my list, the initiative can have a secondary role. Yeah, I see that. So during the game, I really wanted to open the middle right door. I opened the middle right door just in case Vader could do a, a double movement into his base. But I started really, really passive. I kept all my figures into my deployment zone. Uh, the only one who I sent bottom was Fron, if I well remember. Just because Fron is bigger on range than the, the Death Troopers. And then, again, my opponent, he really didn't play aggressive. I don't know why. He opened the top left door while my top right door was closed and he moved his figures on the top central zone. So he wasn't really able to attack any of my figure mm. and he was really, really far away from my beta. So by taking the chance and by taking another risk, I really did get my Vader again into his uh, deployment zone and I went through mm. from the bottom. I used both my officers to move Vader into the, the middle corridor, in the bottom part of the middle corridor. Then my Vader just went into a double move 
and I used uh, I used Price of Glory as well in order to finish my movement in two spaces away mm. from Chopper. Again, with my underground action, I was able, I was easily able to kill Chopper. And that was massive. Yeah. Because, uh, unfortunately for him, uh, since he used Hera during the first round to, to play planning, Hera was two spaces away from Chopper. So Hera was in range of Vader. Oh, man. So by the, by the beginning of the, the second round, of course, he wanted to go to come against me. He went in with uh, with both Kanan and Zeb, and he, he did manage to pull damage uh, into my Vader. My Vader took something like six damage already for for the start of the round two. Yeah. But again, I had parting blow combo in my hand, so with just one activation, I killed. His cannon, and that was mass. That was massive because his Ezra was the second one moving. He was Ezra was four four place four spaces away from Vader, so killing Kanan granted me so much advantage because Ezra couldn't pull the best roll out of his attack against Vader. Yeah, and that was really really massive. Uh, then I used again. I since I had the positioning advantage and his figures could not aim for my figures, I just used my right troopers to gain victory points, while my front uh, took uh, a weapon again, a weapon as well. Sorry. So I just moved on by going for objectives, gaining points and building my figures in order to do as much damage as possible while Vader was taking damage. Mm. So Vader did die during the game. Uh, I guess he died with his last last activation, which was Sabine. But again, I played Dying Lunge, and with Dying Lunge, I killed his Hera. Mm. And that was that placed me in a good in a good advan- uh, advantage. And then by round three, I already had the victory points advantage, and his Zeb was really really injured by my Vader. So I used Fron and the Death Trooper to kill um, to kill his Ezra and his Zeb. Wow! And that was basically the game because he only had. Sabine and Chop, uh, Sabine. So he could do nothing to prevent me from winning the game for victory points. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. So at the end of the Swiss, I was at 4 0 for my yes. score. I was the only one getting 4 0. And I have to be honest, uh, I discovered only after the Swiss rounds that in our nationals, there was Greg, who is the actual uh, vice world champion and he was present at our nationals yeah yeah he was he was playing and he played with spectral cell of course yeah he was uh, he told us on the slack channel as he was driving as he was taking the train down that he was going so yeah uh, i would have to be honest i wasn't aware of that i discovered <laughs> that afterwards only i discovered that only when a friend of mine um he's called luca 
is a really good player because uh, every every year every year he's something like considered the uh, the man to beat because mm. uh, okay uh, he didn't win this year and he didn't win last year last year he came second against Morfio but all the other nationals he always won them. oh wow so he's he's a really good yeah. player. I discovered Greg was in these nationals only after the Swiss since he played against Luca and he beated Luca mm. twice in a row, oh, actually. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, he, that was impressive. So up to the top eight, we had my first game was played again another against another spectral list. And unfortunately for me, <laughs> I had initiative on round one. I've never had, uh, I've never had the pleasure to not have initiative on round that one. That is crazy. I've always started with initiative. So wait, so wait, so this is your yeah your first game of top eight. You have you also have initiative. Yeah. So this is five games of initiative in a row. Yeah, I actually played wow. all my tournament games. I always started with initiative. Always. Oh my gosh. And fun fact is that there was no devious scheme in no list in the tournament. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So again, another game against a Spectral Cell list, and the map was uh, Mos Eisley. So as for the map, I could say I could have the, the advantage, but against Spectral Cell, there's yeah, nothing certain because he, he gains advantage as well because Kenan Ezra can easier can come easier to my figure so it's it's balanced so once again I had to play passive during the first round and I actually managed to do I actually managed to do the real difference I think by the end of the by the end of the first round because by dealing some immediate damage to Ezra and Kenan, I can seriously put his figures in danger. Yeah. Since if you kill if you kill Kenan, Ezra's damage output is lower, is a lot lower. Yep. While if you kill Kenan, he only has one pierce to go through, except for Sabine, of course. Yeah. But then if Ezra without Kanan attacks Vader, you can manage to survive. So the game was actually, I, it was a little bit harder than before. But again, I had the luck, at least uh, I had the luck to, to get my parting blow combo up. Okay. So Vader with parting blow, the parting blow combo is massive. Yeah. It's really, really strong. So with just one activation of Vader, I was immediately able to kill his Kanan. Yep, that's and huge. It's That's really huge. It's eight immediate victory points. Ezra cannot convert his die into his something of, the, something of his wish. My Vader was really, really able to survive. And I had my figure's advantage again. So after killing Kanan, I felt 
relaxed, if I have to be honest. Yeah. I really felt relaxed. So I played, I didn't force my killings. I played mostly for objectives again. I actually didn't shoot with my Dust Troopers during round two on, the, on that game. I just placed my Dust Troopers in order to give tokens to Vader and to Thrawn. Sure. And then I just placed them into objectives to gain points. Right Troopers gained and more victory points because I sent them into my opponent's zone. So they took the victory points who, which belonged to my opponent. Yeah. And then the officers were just to um, place better my figures while getting thrown into, into position. So basically at, at the end of round two, I already had something like 18 point advantage. Ooh. Plus with the end of round with the end of round action from Vader and the starting of the round three, because round three I had initiative and I had negation. He's, he tried to take initiative from me, but I negated that. Yep. So starting starting off with Vader, I killed both Ezra and Sabine. Oh man. That was that was massive. Yeah, yep. my opponent actually dropped after that. Yeah. Because he had something like 28 points difference and he could do basically nothing to yeah, it. So he just considered after that. Yeah. Then I was really surprised by that. If I have to be honest, I I never thought I could just come into top eight because I'm not as expert as many other players are. I, as I said, I play skirmish only for an hour, only for one and a half year. So I still have to play a lot to get stronger. And during last year's nationals, I didn't even come up into top eight. Okay. I came top sixteen. Okay. So I was already really, really happy after winning the first top eight round. Sure. I was in the semifinals and it was really, really annoying for my health status because I really, really had so much fear. I was really afraid of losing. I was into a position where I really wanted to go to move forward. I wanted to do the difference and I didn't know if I had this the strength of will and the mind to do that. So since I was already happy for my results, I was saying, I was like, okay, I already achieved what I I wanted to achieve. So let's just play for fun. And I came into the semifinals. I feel like the semifinals was a really hard game because I played against a rebel list. It wasn't Spectres all this time. It was the the list I I talked about uh, before. It was the Han list. And that was really, really a nasty one. He ran Han with Ezra, Hera, uh, Zeb, and uh, wait, I can't remember at the moment. Uh, I can check it out uh, uh, because I, at the moment I don't remember which was his actual activations. And the map, in the meanwhile, the map was, again, it was Masaisley, okay. and it was the crates map. Okay. It was the B mission. 
And I have to say, Ezra in that map, in that mission, is superb. Yeah. Because we just place our figures. He uses arrow movement. He uses Ezra start of round movement. Ezra was already in the middle without doing nothing. Mm. And it was adjacent to one of those middle crates. And for those who really want to play objectives game, being there, getting one of those crates is massive because you really start with already four points advantage and you negate to your opponent one crate. So it's really, really massive to do that. So uh, again, I had initiative, unfortunately for me. And again, I tossed take initiative. So, okay, by checking out the list, uh, the list had Han, Hezra, Zeb, Era, uh, Freepio, Gideon, R2, and Chopper. Wow. So he had eight activations, which I agree for, because you play with Han, so you really want Han to add the last activation. Yeah. Uh, so his list was really, really strong. And I had initiative, so I couldn't do nothing to prevent... My my figures to get the last activation. Yeah. I could do that, but he really played. He really positioned well, so I could I couldn't take a hit for the entire first round. I played passive until he forced me to play more aggressive because, of course, his his first activation was Ezra grabbing the crate and going backwards into his deployment into this deployment zone, yep. and then by using Gideon, Ezra already scored four points. Gosh dang. Plus, yeah, that was massive. Plus Gideon uh, gave his focus on uh, on Zeb. Okay. And actually, he used his Hera afterwards to actually... Uh, uh, wait, uh, he started, uh, he positioned his figure into the top left corner of the map. And he used immediately Hera to, uh, to move downwards and he grabbed another crate. He grabbed the bottom left crate, and I was in. I was really, really starting to get in uh, to get in a, in victory point in a big disadvantage of of victory points. Yeah. So I he really forced me to do something to uh, to go against him. So I really had to open the bottom left door. And to position uh, and to start moving my Vader with my officers in order to reach him. Uh, of course, that caused uh, that gave the chance to him to use Zeb to attack Vader, but he didn't because in order to do so, he would just go out of position. So yeah. he decided to play on crates first and position his figures in order to. Uh, actually deal damage during the second round. So he just used R2 to draw card. He used uh, free PO to focus his on the the classic uh, the classic preparing style. Yeah. The only thing I could do in order to take less risk less risk as possible was to actually uh, place my Vader into a position in which I could do my end of round action against someone, while uh, if my opponent wanted to attack him with, with Han, basically, yeah. with the Han end of round, he should have gone out of position with his Han. So 
since he realized that because I, I hit Vader into the, the central bottom corner and he already had uh, Era getting the, the adjacent one. So Han couldn't go there. If Han wanted to shoot at Vader, he should have gone into the middle corner close to my deployment zone. And of course, he didn't do that because he wanted that to survive. Yeah. So during the during the end of round one, Han didn't shoot to anyone, while Vader was able to move to and to actually uh, force choke. I didn't want to attack because I wanted to stay hidden. Wow. So I wanted to just move into the corner in order to be close to the to the middle corridor, and I force choked his uh, zap. Yeah. At the start of the round two, he actually uh, wanted to play aggressive, of course. So he used on against my Vader and realized to deal five damage to my Vader, if I well remember, with the attack. So I was already in the rush to do something with Vader before he could be able to kill me. Yeah. So I activated Vader and I used Price of Glory in order to um, in order to reach his his core figures yeah. and I had Parting Blow in my hand. So I used Vader and I realized to uh, actually I don't I don't remember if I killed immediately. Yeah, maybe I killed. No, I attacked Ezra, okay. but I dealt. I dealt um, I dealt damage to Ezra. In, okay. I didn't kill him. He was he took something like seven or eight damage. So Ezra wasn't able to stay in the in the in the fight if he wanted to survive. Yeah. So he actually used he used Ezra and Gideon to move backwards and hide Ezra in order not to give me victory points. Okay. That gave me a little window in which I could get some crates and start scoring points myself, mostly with mostly with the riots. I okay. used a lot in my riots to, to score objective points. And that gave me the chance to come even in the victory points game. Uh, he managed to deal more damage to Vader while with my death troopers, I realized to injure his Hera, and I tried to injure. To I tried actually once to kill his Freepio, but he rolled a dodge, so I was able to do that. Yeah, classic. So uh, in order to in order to focus my victory, po- my killing victory points into figures, I wanted not to go after Han because. Han uh, was really, really hard to to kill. Mostly if he could do some other dodges, which are massive. So I decided to focus my rolls on Zeb first, and Zeb died in the second round. Okay. Then I wanted to focus more on Hera. In fact, my villain managed to survive one round. He survived the second round and he was able to kill Hera. And that was massive. Because afterwards, uh, 
with uh, I actually wanted my dust troopers to do something nasty for him because he didn't open his doors, his deployment doors. Okay. Uh, only my deploy only only my doors were open by round two. So I actually took my uh, death troopers by the by the start of the third round since all doors were open. I took my death troopers to kill Chopper and R2. Okay. I realized to kill Chopper, I wanted to really I really wanted to kill R2, but it was the first attack was a hit for four damage. The second attack was a dodge again. So I couldn't re- I couldn't manage to kill R2. Yeah. Uh, since his R2 was really badly injured, he used him instead for drawing card, he used him to grab another crate and then with Gideon and with uh, um, and with his movement points, he wanted to score points for a crate. Uh, again, since he's, since he was starting to feel really injured with his with his figures, he really wanted to uh, hide all of his figures into his deployment zone in order to prevent me from killing figures and gaining victory points from figures. That gave me the advantage for the map positioning because I could basically grab crates for free. And that that was what I did. I really took all the crates and scored a lot of points. And that came for the scores. Some I we were during the end of round three during round three before Veda died. We were something like uh, 28 for me to 15 oh. for him for him. So he was able to kill Vader afterwards with Han, of course. Yeah. But I had dying lunch. Oh man. Which caused we yeah, which caused him uh, even more victory points for me because I I feel I don't remember I ki- I killed uh, I don't remember like I killed Gideon. Okay. I killed Gideon with, with Vader. Uh, then he had the advantage for victory points because he played celebration as well. But I, during round four, since I had two more crits to deliver with my death troopers, I had the advantage for victory points. So the only thing he could do to win was to take his risks to, uh, grab the bottom left crate, which was still there in the map since Sarah was dead. And he could never grab the crate to deliver it into victory points. And he did. I maybe Ezra was the only figure who could do that because he used Ezra starting movement points to go downwards okay. into the crate. But since Ezra has eight damage out of ten already, I had my throne into my into my deployment zone. Yeah. So throne was really able to move and to have. Uh, both line of sight and both the base range to to shoot at Z, to, to to shoot as Ezra because I consider that uh, since um, since Fron has plus two accuracy uh, for base, I only need three and yeah. three is what you get from your dice because blue green yellow is free base is free base range. Yeah. So I actually moved Fron into five range and I shoot uh, to Ezra who wasn't able to run to roll a dodge this time yeah so by killing by killing Ezra 
I scored 40 and I won the game. Wow, that's so awesome. Yeah, this, I have to say, it was a tough game. That is a, that's a very interesting rebel list. I really like the idea of Han and Ezra together. It is really, really interesting. So, uh, the most painful thing for me against that list is that he ran eight activations. Mm. So, okay, that, okay, the fact that Spectre Cell is really, really strong against Vader. But you have the you have the last activations, yeah. basically always against Han. He has eight activations. Han shoots pretty hard. He yep. can uh, he can shoot back when if you attack him. Yep. And then he has he has an end of round attack as well. Yep. That is massive. Yep. So Absolutely. I really had to struggle. I really had to struggle with victory points in order to to win that game. And then, since I won the semifinals, I was, I was in the finals. Yeah. Once we closed the, the semifinals, uh, Greg was already was still playing. Okay. His his game, uh, his game ended up something like ten minutes afterwards, and Greg, of course, won the game. He played uh, brilliant. Of course. For what I've seen during his last round. And he was my he was my opponent during the, during the finals. Mm. Uh, luckily for us, for both of us, uh, the organizers for the event uh, managed to give us something like 20, 25 minutes before playing because we were playing already for something like 11 hours Holy or something smokes. like. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was really really stressed. Yeah, because I had both. I was both a little bit tired. Yeah, I wanted to take a little rest, and I had all of the pressure on myself. Yeah, mostly mostly for the finals. Sure. So it was my very first finals, and it was against the vice world champion. Yeah, that was pretty much... You were feeling the burn on that one. Yeah, I was really, really nervous, <laughs> I have to say that. So we started playing at 7 p.m. Okay. And of course, Greg, as I said, played his uh, Spectre Cell list without. Yep. Um, the map was Tarkin, and it was uh, the mission... Uh, uh, it's the A mission. It was the one... Uh, in which you step into the notes uh, to gain two victory points. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, <laughs> again, I started with initiative. Because <laughs> why not? And, yeah, why not? And I tossed take initiative from my starting line. This is like so crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it was, it, I, it was literally blowing my mind. But... <laughs> Well, it was the best thing I could do with my starting end because I didn't feel like tossing other cards for my combo. Yeah. So I was just because you're gonna need every attack you can get. I, I really I really yeah, I had the grenade yeah. in my starting hand. So I was like uh, I was like, I already have played passive for the entire tournament. Yeah. I can do that as well in in the finals. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I don't know if uh if everybody even listening to the to the episode, maybe they saw the stream, maybe not. But during the first round, I have never opened the door until Vader 
started his activation. Yeah. I really, really played passive. I just used my entire turn to give tokens with Death Troopers, with Throne, and to uh, position the Riot Troopers close to the uh, to the bottom door, to the okay. bottom left door. Once it was Vader's activations, I was below six points because he used Ezra to score four points. Okay. And he used, uh, he used uh, if I remember, he used Zeb. Yeah, he used Zeb to go into the green node, which was active, to score the six, that is to score two more victory points and go into six. I used Vader, who was adjacent to the bottom door, to open the door okay. and, to, and to come up to two spaces away from, uh, from Zeb. Okay. That made me gain the end of round action against Zeb. I attacked Zeb, but if I were remember, I only did one or two damage to him. It okay. wasn't a good roll. It wasn't a good attack roll. During his uh, during the start of the second round, he of course activated Zeb first because Vader was already there. Yeah. He attacked. He struck Vader and dealt some damage. But since I had parting blow in my hand, I actually had two parting blows. I I drew one with my starting hand, and okay. I've drawn the second one during the, the end of round one. So I was my hand was pretty good, I have to say. Uh, see, once he moved away Zap from Vader, I realized, I managed to deal parting blow, and it was massive yeah. because. I may I dealt something like seven damage if I well remember. So he was at two already. That caused him to go to nine, mm. and nine out of six, uh, nine out of fifteen is really dangerous for Vader. If you have Vader close close by, yeah, you really have to play carefully, or you either or you have to run away. Yeah, and that was what Greg did. Instead of getting the ranged attack as well on Vader, yeah. He decided to take a double action move to run away from Vader. By doing that, I had no figure to actually reach with. I could reach Chopper with Vader, but that was a really bad play for me because Chopper was surrounded by Kanan, by Hera, by Sabine, and there was Ezra who was in the bottom side of the map because he scored four points there. So okay. I just, I just wanted to to be careful with Vader, and I didn't activate Vader first. I used, uh, I don't remember if I used my rights to start scoring points, maybe. And then he used, uh, oh no, sorry, my bad. I have to I have to undo that. Because he used, he activated Ezra for okay. the first activation. And used, no, he used, uh, used uh, he used that first, okay. But then, after my after my first activation, which was just to position, he used Ezra immediately. Okay. He used Ezra to go to Vader and attack him. But since I had uh, Zillow, I managed to take not not so much damage. I don't remember if I did take... Maybe I did take battle, just a little damage. And then... Uh, and then I uh, I used Vader to attack Ezra. Okay. The attack was a hit, but he had on the lamb, so he used on the lamb. Of course. But 
Unfortunately for him, I had the second parting blow in my hand. Yeah. So I managed to do the second parting blow into Azra into immediately into immediate uh, eighth damage to Azra. Yeah. And that was really massive because, yeah. okay, he could just move Ezra into uh, into a hidden angle, but since I had another action with Vader, I just used uh, Price of Glory to remove my stun. Move two, I had line of sight on Ezra, so I force choked Ezra to kill him immediately. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. And that was massive. That's so huge. That was yeah. massive. Yeah, that was really, really massive. Greg played brilliantly afterwards because I wanted to hide Vader from his figures, so I used looking for a fight as well in order to go into a hidden angle. But he used Chopper instead for uh, shocking my, my figures. He used Chopper to ram Vader, yeah. and by ram Vader and by doing ram Vader, he actually managed to do uh, two damage on him. Okay. But the real the real important thing is that Vader was moved into an angle in which there was line of sight from his figures to his figures. And that was brilliant. Because well, basically Vader died during the second round. Yeah, because I just uh, wanted to why since Chopper was out of position, yeah. I wanted to kill Chopper, so I started with Tron attacking... No, I started with a Death Trooper attacking Chopper, okay. but the Death Trooper only, only did free damage. Okay. So it wasn't enough. Of course, he wanted to activate his figures in order to kill Vader, so he used the Sabine first to toss a grenade, and he dealt some damage, maybe two damage more, and he attacked Vader, but the damage wasn't enough to kill him. So... While he was waiting to kill Vader with Kanan, basically because Vader already had a lot of damage, he had something like uh, he had fourteen damage or thirteen or fourteen damage. Uh, I used Thrawn to kill Chopper, and then he used uh, Kanan, of course, in order to reach. He first used Hera, and maybe that was he. He did display in order to grant the kill on Vader, 100% sure. But that play was a scissor for him because he moved Hera actually two spaces away from Vader. It was in, in his deployment zone uh, on the opposite side of the angle. And uh, he, actually Hera was three spaces away, but if Vader moves to Vader gets adjacent. So he moved Hera there in order to activate Kinan afterwards Kanan reached Vader, he attacked Vader, and with Hera, Vader uh, was dead. He, Vader was dead even without uh, the ability, Hera's ability, but since he already activated everyone except Zeb, which was badly injured, Hera's ability was basically harmless for the other figures. Yeah. So Vader died to Kanan, but thanks to Dying Lunch oh, and to looking for a fight, and looking for a fight in which I used it for to gain one damage power token, I moved Vader to Hera, and I immediately killed Hera. Oh, man. Straight, yeah, I, straight, I killed Hera straight off, dying lunge. So I used my riots just to start doing a lot of victory points. I managed to score six or eight victory points with my riots. And at the end of round two, I was ahead. 
in victory points. It was it has always been close. It has always been a close game, but uh, I thanks to Vader getting two of his figures off in the second round. I had the activations advantage, and that activation advantage was massive because I always had um, on each round two or three activations to do when he already had all of yeah. his done. And that is important, especially for victory points, because since, since you are the only one who can activate figures, you can just organize your figures in the best way, in the best possible way. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, during the third round, he Sabine managed to do a lot of damage into my death troopers and riot troopers, and uh, my uh, chopper, of course, was dead to to into front for front. Yeah. So he only had uh, he only had Zeb, except from that. And Zeb was able to take a shoot into my right into one of my red troopers who was already injured in order to kill him, but he didn't kill him because uh, he could only use a surge to gain accuracy instead of plus two. While I had played uh, my block power token, of course, yeah. and I only took one damage, maybe mm. or one or two damage, which wasn't enough because. Uh, even if you get two damage out of a grenade from Sabine, the riots are still five, so two damage aren't, aren't enough yeah. for uh, for killing them. Hmm. Uh, by taking his shot into the riot trooper, Zeb was actually in the line of sight of one of my death troopers, so I immediately counter-attacked with my death trooper, and I killed Zeb. Okay. That gave me eight Im really important victory points because I reached something like 32, maybe, if I remember. And strictly afterwards, I used uh, field tactics from my death troopers to my right troopers to score victory points for objectives and to hide my right troopers because they were injured and I didn't want him to gain victory points for my yeah. kill. So he used... Kanan to actually play aggressive against my throne, since my throne was a little bit out of position since I used him to attack Chopper. Yeah. But uh, during round three, from never died. He only did three damage to throne. Wow. I used, of, of course, I wanted to kill Kanan during round three, but since throne did a bad attack roll, he only did something like two or da two damage to Kanan. Uh, it was like it was really hard then to to focus on Kanan, so I actually wanted to focus on victory points, so on objectives. Uh, during round four, I really, really wanted to go aggressive on Kanan. I had um, I was um, unsure whether to go against Sabine or whether Kanan, but since Sabine Sabine is a little bit. Uh, weaker in defense than Kanan because Kanan has the black die plus one and can reroll. Yep. So Kanan is really massive in defense. Sabine is weaker, but the white die can always dodge. And if Sabine gets a dodge out for the, it's a real pain for me. Absolutely. So I really decided to go. I really decided to go aggressive on Kanan and on victory points. Mm. So. 
I actually managed to deal a lot of damage to Kanan, and Kanan uh, went to uh, it was it was eleven damage out of fourteen. Wow. So he only had free life, free health left. Mm. During round four, I had initiative, but it he stole he stole it from me with the initiative, and that place was massive because uh, he could win. He could potentially win the game because he had rebel graffiti with Sabine. Of course, he exhausted he exhausted Kian. Yeah. Which he used, which he used with uh, with Spectracell, of course. Yeah. Because Kenan was able to move to into Throne, he attacked Throne and he killed Throne. Oh yeah. And by doing that, he was at thirty three points, maybe. Yeah, he was at thirty three points. Okay. Then his Sabine was five spaces away for uh, an objective. So five spaces away, two victory points. And she was three spaces away of one of my death troopers who already had five damage. Oh, no. So he could he could toss a grenade to kill my death trooper, score four points, <laughs> getting with a double move the, the victory points and playing Rebel Graffiti to win the game, actually. That'd be insane. Lucky, lucky for me, the grenade only did one damage. Oh man, that's amazing. Yeah, that that was really, really, really close yeah. because uh, he used Sabine. He went to thirty nine because he decided to kill my dust trooper. Mm. So he went to thirty nine with Rebel Graffiti. I had three activations to go, which were my dust trooper and my officers. No, four activations. There were the rights as well. I wanted to start off by attacking, by going hard on his uh, on his yeah. cannon. So I first used one of my officers to move one death trooper three spaces, four spaces away to cannon. I activated the death trooper and I had the grenade in my hand. So I was I really wanted to use the grenade to weaken his cannon in order to definitely kill him with my attack. Yeah. But the grenade dealt free damage, so the grenade killed Kanan, and I went to forty. Man, that's crazy! That was insane, really, insane. really insane. Mm, wow, that was absolute, absolutely crazy. That is amazing. I mean, like, what a finish! Forty to thirty-nine in in the yeah, final. Was, that is like exactly what you want. Yeah, that's that's really, really massive. After playing against Greg. I do really have to say that Spectracell has the potential tools to do everything. Yeah, I completely agree. So uh, the first thing I can say about Spectracell is that, in my opinion, Spectracell at the moment is the best list yeah. possible. Although you did beat it's three just, of them. That's pretty impressive. I did, I did beat three of them. I have to be honest. Uh, the first two games, again, I played against Spectracell. I really don't know why my opponent didn't play aggressive. Yeah. Maybe he was scared of maybe he was scared of Vader with Unshakable. Yeah. And that com- that is comprehensible. But yeah. he really had initiative on round two. He could really position himself to get the edge of the activation for round two. Yeah. That really costed him the game. That yeah. costed them the game. So although I have beaten free spectral lists. I still consider Spectrosan to be the number one list. Yeah. Because 
you really, really have to play a perfect game yeah. if you play Vader against Spectral Cell. Absolutely. If you want to win. On the other half, Spectral Cell can just can deal a lot of damage. Yeah. It can uh, get rid of small figures quickly with just one attack. Yep. Even, even Hera is able to deal a lot of damage to who knows, maybe one riot or uh, something else. Yeah, the plus one damage is not nothing. I mean, like, she's expecting to deal, you know, four to five damage per hit. That's pretty That's pretty hard, right? So. Yeah, yeah. And Spectre Cell, I, I feel like Spectre Cell gives the best advantage possible to Ezra. Yeah. But not for the plus one damage, instead for the plus one defense. Yeah, so. Because. Crazy. Ezra running a plus two with a white die, it's pretty much important. Yeah. He really has a good defense role. Mm. And if you consider that Ezra and Kanan basically move along together, so Ezra has both the best attack possible and the best defense possible because thanks to Kanan, he can reroll for free. Ezra is the most dangerous figure in the entire list, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's second only by Kenan. Kenan, I don't know why Kenan has been so much underestimated, maybe. But I feel like Kenan is the strongest figures, is the strongest figure next to Ezra. First thing first, being able to reroll every defense die roll, every defense die is massive. It's really, really massive. You can save so many lives with nothing, basically. Since, uh, you know, uh, Spectre Cell is a list which is not dependent on command cards. It has only two or three good command cards to use as a combo. And the most famous one is Force Push, of course. But apart from that, you can just you can just throw cards as if you use Zillow. Yeah. So if you use Kanan's ability to reroll dice and they are and they are not force users, if you already have those cards in your hand, you can just toss cards instead of taking damage to Kanan. Yeah. And that gives a massive advantage. Then Zeb with the plus one and the free attack. Zen is actually able to do as much damage and as much damage as Jedi Luke can. Yeah. With the difference that Zen actually costs eight. Yeah. And as and already is fifteen instead of sixteen, but he in he has already the same health of Luke. Yeah. And it costs only eight, which is really really important for that. So. Spectre Cell is both a brilliant list for, uh, you know, for everyone who doesn't have already uh, the entire collection for Imperial Assault. So you can just save your money, save your box to uh, play with Spectre Cell first uh, and you can easily uh, get your expansions uh, step by step. But then if you are a skilled player, you know how to play if you are really good uh, with rebel lists. Spectre Cell is 
definitely the strongest list in, in the moment at the moment. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I feel like Spectral Cell will be countered soon. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I actually feel like I don't know why none has already considered some lists which I have considered already. I only saw once Daniel Taylor, the, the world champion, uh-huh. playing on Vassal one game in which he played a list uh, which was really, really similar to one of my lists uh, I prepared already to test. And it was a list with TATDP and Palpatine. Mm. And I feel like that particular list is really, really strong. I feel like the ATDP is going to go and take the meta, in my opinion. Yeah. Because with Tyrants of Lothal, giving tokens has become really, really easy. Yeah, absolutely. And the ATDP, we, already, we all already know that the ATP, with the ATDP with tokens is amazing. Yeah. It's brutal. So... I've already, uh, I already have a list I prepared with ATP and Palpatine, mm-hmm. and it has eight activation activations. Mm-hmm. So it is really important for activations as well. Yep. I feel like I feel like the real meta for Tyrants of Lothal has yet to be discovered. Yeah. We are at the beginning of a very balanced meta, a very balanced expansion. And there are really, really a lot of lists that has to be still discovered. Yeah. And one of them, apart from the TDP, another one is a rebel list containing uh, CT, the new the new trooper. Okay, you think so? I do think so because he's really amazing. I actually saw a game in which uh, a player played it with Finn Cygnus. What? And Yes, I saw a game in which uh, Finn was played with CT, and thanks to Assault, CT was able to strike four times. Oh my uh, gosh. I remind that CT, I remind that CT has the barrage yeah, to deal right. two consecutive attacks, yep. and those two consecutive attacks can go against the same figure yep. because a figure uh, from from the rules, a figure is uh, uh, X uh, spaces away of, from itself. Mm. So you can actually barrage into the same figure twice. Yeah. And if you have a soul thanks to Finn, you have four That's, attacks that is kind of into crazy. the same figure. It's a lot, a, lot, a lot to gin up the attacks, though. Yeah. And in that game, I saw City uh, going for four attacks against a Sabine in a Spectrestal list. Mm-hmm. And he did play, uh, of course, uh, his personal card uh, as well there. during those attacks. Yeah. So... At the end of CT activation, Sabine was actually dead, and Hera, who was close to Sabine, took already four damage. Mm. That was really, really massive. Yeah. Really, really massive. Mm. So, in my opinion, there are so many combinations that has yet to be discovered. I have a lot of ideas in my mind. I have already prepared some lists. I have prepared a list with uh, the ATDP, as I said. Yeah. I also prepare the list with Maul and with Ezra. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a nine activations yeah. mercenary list with Maul and Ezra. And it's, uh, it all revolves around uh, um, uh, the, the smuggler trait, of course. Mm-hmm. 
so that I have Ondo and I have the Jawas to play uh, pickpocket, of course, in order to steal victory points. And then by having a lot of activations, I can just take my time to position well my figures while uh, Ezra, Ezra mostly uh, can deal a lot of damage to the key figures of mm. my opponent. Interesting. Uh, yeah, there are there are there, there are really a lot of lists. I have to be honest, though, on the mercenaries, since since uh, without which makes uh, basically the uh, the focus token le- way less way weaker than before. Yeah, and we can say that because uh, since Dao came out, there is no weekly pirate anymore in the board. Yeah, yeah, and that is a hell of a change because we turned from every mercenary list running one or two copies of elite uh, mer- of elite uh, weekways to none. Mm. Of course, there is Ondo now, which is brilliant. Ondo yeah. is a really good figure. Amazing. I love Ondo. Uh, I feel like IG88 has become even more stronger than before because his focus is an auto focus, so yep. you can't remove the focus from well, from doubt. IG88 still has Blaze of Glory, which is the strongest card apart from Solo Skywalker. So with IG88, you can still get a lot of value from your list. So I feel like mercenary lists are going to still run uh, IG88. Absolutely. Maybe until maybe until Boba Fix came, come out. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah, we I, still don't know anything about that. I know. Come on, FFG. Get on the ball. I think um, it's interesting, Emmanuel, that you say, because I think that... I think that the state of the meta is it's open in the sense of Spectre Cell is clearly very good. And especially after your win, it's not clear, like, because I think if, um, you know, like weeks ago we were talking about this, people were really down on the Empire, right? Because they're like, Thrawn doesn't have enough. Vader just gets overwhelmed. People weren't really talking about the ATDP and Palp. Um, but now with your win and obviously just kind of like seeing other things that have been appearing, it's clear that like the Empire does have solutions to Spectre Cell, right? Like they've got Vader can do it, right? If Vader can kill Kanan or somebody, you know, like obviously your amazing kill against Ezra with your party <laughs> stuff. Like if he can kill if he can kill people, um, like kill two Spectre Cell people before he goes down, that's like that's not nothing because then you can do objectives, blah no, blah that's blah. Awesome. blah. Yeah, but the point is, it's yeah. like it's Spectre Cell is clearly like the top tier in terms of if you can't beat Spectre Cell, you're going to have a really really hard time. But it's not clear what will consistently beat Spectre Cell, and it's not clear like how those lists that you know can you know have a somewhat favorable matchup against Spectre Cell, how they do against each yeah, other. So, that's that's true. That's true yeah. because uh, of course Spectre Cell is the at the moment, Spectre Cell is the meta list. Yeah, absolutely. Every every other list revolves around Spectre Cell. So uh, it is true that the Empire has a lot of solutions now to to make up good lists and to uh, fight against Spectre Cell. Uh, unfortunately, I have to say that if you run Vader into the Empire list and you fight against Spectre Cell, in my opinion, at the moment, 
if you don't have unshakable with parting blow, you cannot win. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Because you don't have enough attack and you don't have enough damage to get rid of his figures fast enough. So if you play Vader, you really, really have to play unshakable. And you really, really do have... Uh, you actually cannot... You actually can avoid getting unshakable, but you really do have to play Parting Blow. Oh, and yeah. if you play Parting Blow, if you play Parting Blow without unshakable, you have to be sure to have uh, both Price of Glory and Induced Rage yep. in your command card. Absolutely. In your command deck. You're right. So you can... Act, thanks to those cards... You can actually play without Unshakable, but Unshakable gives you that extra value, which, in my opinion, is too much important. Yeah, I, I would say the problem is, is like the reason why you should take Unshakable as opposed to those cards is because what you need Unshakable for is to clear the stun, right? Like so that if you're next to somebody, you can clear the stun on another activation so that they can't move away, right? Like that's the that's the whole yeah. thing that you're trying to do there. So. You're absolutely right. Like there, are, I do really like Induce Rage and Price of Glory for that reason. But it's also like, why not just spend that one point on Unshakable, which is going to do what you need it to do anyway? Yeah, uh, I have to say that building Empire lists uh, during the the early uh, the early meta for Tyrants of Lotal yeah. has been really really difficult because. Of course, I I speak in terms of making lists with Vader. Yeah. Uh, Vader is 13 points already, so it's a huge impact on your on your economy. Yeah. And if you want to play the the best uh, the best cards, so you want to play Zillow, you want to play Robifia, you really want extra armor on your list because it's really really strong. Those are already three more points, which makes Vader actually cost 16 instead of 13. That is hurtful. You really, really have to find your balance because it's really, really hard to get a list with seven activations and with so many, uh, so many skirmish cards. So uh, Vader lists are have do have a little, a little bit of handicap yeah. for the economy, but. As I said, if you play with the ATDP, if you play other lists, other normal lists, you can actually play a list with Terror and with Troopers. You can heavily focus on uh, Riots. In my opinion, Riots are better than than Jets in this moment. So you can actually prepare a lot of lists. And in those cases, the economy Mm. uh, is in favor to you. Because you don't have the, those 13 mm. points getting yeah. away from, from Vader. So as for Spectre Cell, I feel like, yeah, the Empire do have a lot of possibilities to fight against Spectre Cell. And the best chances are not from Vader. Yeah. In my opinion, Vader is weaker than before. Because even if, even if you have those armor token to give Still, Pierce Free, Pierce Free, Canaan, yep. yep. Ezra, Spectre Cell into another attack from Canaan or from Ezra. There, there are just so yeah. many Pierce Free that denies that that token 
Yeah, and it make it makes Vader really, really weaker in defense. The problem is, is that um, it's so hard for Vader to extract his value before he's brought down. Because like Ezra Kanan are gonna bring him down unless he can like you know yeah. pull off a combo shenanigan of some kind. Yeah. And that is just so hard to deal with. Yep, I agree. So, so since uh, Tyrants of Lothar came out, Vader is, in my opinion, is weaker. Yeah. I feel like the best way to um, to fight against Spectral Cell uh, are uh, either the ATDP, which has a lot of range, yep, or even the Elite Center Droids. Interesting. I mean, they got Pierce. Be- yeah, because uh, the Elite Center Droids, uh, they uh, first thing they have the keyword in order to fight against Spectrosite, which is Pierce. Yeah. You really, really want Pierce against Spectrosite. Yep. So uh, the Elite Sentry Droids had the advantage that they can snipe. They have a lot of range, so they can just attack your figures by being seven, eight spaces away yeah. without any problem. And that is massive because Ezra, Kanan, Zeb, they are all figures with which can make uh, melee attacks, but if you can't reach them, you can't attack mm. them. So, in my opinion, uh, the the best way to to fight against Spectrosal is actually to go backwards into the from, from the meta. From the speaking mm. of the meta, and going back by going back, I mean. Moving into that famous meta there was before, which had uh, the Alliance, uh, mm-hmm. the Rangers, and the, the Snipers, mm-hmm. basically. So with Throne, with the TDP, with the Elite Sentry Droids. But even if you play with the Riots, the Elite Riots, with the chance to give Weaken, yeah, they are really, really strong against Spectre Cell as well. So you can actually prepare a list which revolves around them with uh, double reinforcements, so that you can uh, somewhat you can uh, move around the possibilities from Spectre Cell to yeah. remove to fastly remove your figures, and then you can actually yeah. do a lot of different lists. I am even considering that uh, with the current status, so with the with the chance to give tokens so easily by the umpire, even figures like the, the Grand Inquisitor or BT1, they can really, really do something in this meta. That's interesting. I mean, that, that they are definitely on the outskirts of the of what people would consider to be the competitive, like competitive or playable figures. BT less so. I mean, like the Inquisitor has really never seen serious play. No, but we've got, he actually, they've been talking about him on the Slack for all these reasons, right? Like he mitigates the risk of everything that Spectre Cell can do. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, there's always the chance to, uh, to prepare this list, to test them in the field and see yeah. how it goes. Yeah. I had to, uh, I have once tested um, 
the elite probe droid as well. Mm. And I have to say, the elite probe droid was amazing. Really? I really did get a lot of value with the elite probe droid because uh, I, of course, the elite probe droid by only having seven alt, you really have to play carefully with it. You bet. But I played a game, it was uh, something like two months ago. I played different games, uh, and one of that was against Spectresol, and I used my Elite Probe Droid to attack Kanan, and it was a six damage attack. Wow. Yeah, I was amazed by it. And during the, the, the next several attacks the Probe, the probe Droid made, the, the minimum damage I reached was five. So the Elite Probe Droid really hits hard. So you can actually go around it and maybe prepare a list for droids or vehicles. Yeah. There are really, really so many possibilities. So many. I, I feel like I've never seen such a chance to, to get so many different lists as before. It's really interesting to hear you say this because I do think that there is just so much uncertainty in terms of like where things are going to go. Like you were saying, like Equays are no longer like Equays. I, I do think Equays kind of struggle against Spectre Cell, right? And that's kind of a problem in that Doubt is. I guess it's more of like it's a combination of things. It's Spectre Cell plus Doubt plus all these things. Like Equays are just not going to be pushing damage through on yeah. Ezra, who's definitely going to. Spectre Cell plus Doubt is really, really strong. Yeah, exactly. And he's just going to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Doubt is the best card to go along with Spectre Cell. I've been talking about this with uh, with Isaac as well yeah. for a while now. And um, I feel like Doubt is, of course, it's fundamental because if you find yourself, and if, if you play Spectrosan, if you find yourself against uh, a mercenary list, Doubt can really, really save your life. But yeah. maybe since uh, uh, Spectrosan... Uh, revolves around two or three common cards, which are really, really useful to uh, to get your combo out from Ezra or Kanan as well. Yeah. Maybe there is something you can do better than that. And the best the best option I've seen so far the the card which made me. The, which gave me the best reaction, maybe channel the force. Mm, interesting. Because just to make sure you get the cards you need. Yeah, I agree with Isaac because channel the force uh, actually allows you to get that specific force user card you you, you need. And we know that yeah. uh, if you play Spectrosal, force push is the best one you can get. If you have force push, yeah. you can do really, really amazing things. Yeah, it just allows you to get even further. And then you can actually play... Uh, I've seen a lot of Spectrosal lists playing with Force Surge in order to actually use it in combo with Ezra's card. So yeah, you use Force Push. Uh, you, use, uh, you use Force Rush, sorry. Then... Uh, no, Force Surge. And then you can actually use Ezra's card right after using Force Surge. So it's actually four damage and two strains. 
So yeah. yeah, there are a lot. Then every Spectre cell list, I think, I think runs uh, Force Rush in order to gain movement points. So there are at least three cards you can get out with Channel the Force. And if you think that Channel the Force exhausts uh, at the start of the round, so when you no, actually it it can it can be used once each time you draw cards. So mm-hmm. basically once per round. And if you consider that each game generally doesn't go after the round, the fourth round, so you with Channel the Force you're actually getting the cards you need. Yeah. No more, no less. So I feel like Channel the Force is the maybe at the moment it's the best option. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I think it's really hard to break the value of extra armor and doubt, but I definitely think the ability to pull the shenanigans is awesome. Right? So good. Yeah. Uh, extra armor is good on Spectre Cell, of course. Yeah. And mostly, if you give mostly if you give uh, an armor token yeah. to Ezra, he's going to block free. That's just insane. So free, yeah, free plus a white die. It's really, really insane. You really need a big figure to deal damage yeah, to Ezra. Exactly. Otherwise, you're not going through. Yeah, okay. Uh, but again, uh, extra armor has four tokens, and with Spectre Cell, you don't gain tokens yeah. usually. You don't gain tokens, so you can either play extra armor, and maybe your command deck you can uh, you can try to synergize it with something like Veteran Instincts or uh, Prepare for Battle. Yeah. Or something like that. But I feel like uh, tokens are not the main strategy for uh, for Spectre Cell. Spectre Cell, in my opinion, since it has only six activations, you really have to do things in the yeah. fastest way possible. So if you manage to have your best combo up and running as soon as possible, that's way better. That's a great point. I mean, it allows you to play more aggressively, that's for sure. Yeah. Because like you've instantly got what you need in order to roll. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Awesome, awesome. Well, Emmanuel, we want to thank you so much for coming on, and very many congratulations on your Nationals win. Oh, thank you. I was really, I was shocked <laughs> after winning the Nationals. I took something like uh, an, an entire day to realize I won nationals. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I mean, so yeah, that that was amazing, and being here as well, it's it's really amazing. It, I feel like I feel like so many things have, have changed. Yeah. So now I feel like I really do have to do even better than that. <laughs> And I really, I really hope to have the strength to do that. Well, I, I am sure you will. I am sure you will do amazingly. So, uh, I mean, in beating, I mean, Greg is. We love Greg so much, and he's such an incredible player. Like you say, he just he's got an incredible game sense, incredible positional sense, and, yeah, and like a great sense of yeah, tempo. He's so brilliant. That's an, aw- he's an really, awesome. He's really, really strong. He's really, really brilliant. Absolutely, so, absolutely. I feel like Greg is going once more. Is gonna go for the for the world championship. Oh, he's. I mean, he. Every game I ever see him play, he just does so very very well. So, yeah, yeah. We. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, like you know, the the competition in at Italian Nationals, you have Luca, 
Greg, you, I mean, like that is, that's pretty, pretty awesome. So yeah, there are several good players, I have to say. Well, and again, what we want to encourage everyone to do is, um, I want to encourage everyone to read your report that you posted on the forums. And again, I'm going to uh, put a link to that in the show notes. I think it's really important that everybody, you know, especially in light of the win, take time to think about, I don't think we should fall into any kind of like rote expectations as to what the meta is going to do, other than it's obvious that Spectre Cell is going to be good. But like everybody should be thinking about like their particular blend that they want to put on things in order to win. And obviously um, your victory has shown that that is possible. We want to encourage everybody to join us on the Slack channel by sending an email to Zion's finest, IA at gmail.com. So you can join the conversation. What we're, we're kind of in a lull right now is we're waiting for regionals to kick back up. Um, and once we do, we can assume that everyone's going to get more serious about list building and cracking, seeing how, I mean, Spectre Cell is clearly going to dominate, but it's going to be interesting to see how much it dominates and for how long. But anyway, Luca, thank you. Or, I'm sorry, not Luca. Emmanuel, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Uh, no, thank you. It was it was amazing. It was an honor. Thank you for everything, and I encourage people as well, mostly by uh, I would like to say follow your ideas. If you feel like you have some list in particular you want to try, just try it. Yeah, agree. In order to in order to prepare my list which I took to the nationals, I have made mm. something like 26 changes before. What? Holy smokes, that's I amazing. Sta- I started, yeah, I started with something, then uh. it wasn't it wasn't enough. I, I changed it all. I, I, I even made some changes once and I, I realized uh, I even tried playing with five activations Wow. In a Vader, Palpatine, uh, Jet Troopers, from list. Mm. It was, I I really tested everything I could with Vader before mm. coming up to this list. And again, I say in this meta, I feel like this meta is yet to be discovered. So if you guys have a list, then do it, mm. test it, change it, do everything possible because this meta is really, really balanced. There are so many possibilities. And if I have to be honest, if I manage to win initial, I don't I don't consider myself as a so experienced player like Greg or like Daniel Taylor yeah. or many others. But I what I did do at initial was just playing with passion, playing by having fun, and then just reasoning on my moves and and so on there was i haven't been lucky with the initiative there was no serious luck with the dice so it it all revolved around Mm. the games the the, the games themselves so do it go at tournaments participate you can just win you can only win prizes and you can maybe you can do like me, and you can do you can go up to the top eight, you can go up to the semifinals, to the finals, you can win your travel to the worlds. Unfortunately for us, I didn't win the travel to the worlds. So <laughs> if I want to go, if I want to reach you guys at the worlds this summer, I have to wow. play the travel myself. Uh, but yeah, do that. Really, this meta has yet to be is so open, has yet to be discovered, in my opinion. That is awesome. It's good to hear your optimism on that. 
Um, and again, we want to, yeah, and again, we want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. We want to thank everyone for listening. This one's gone a little bit long, but it's been awesome to get Emmanuel's thoughts on things. Uh, it was a pleasure. <laughs> we were very, we were very, very glad to have you. And again, we want to encourage everyone to join us on the Slack channel and support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Zion's Finest. Emmanuel, thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you guys for everything. <laughs>